y'all. It's your boy BTG, overrun with BTG, and Mike Michael Jordan Gamble. It's not a surprise. Fellas, what do we take away from this episode? Phew. What I took away from this episode is I wouldn't want to be Michael Jordan. That commercial like Mike, I want to be like Mike. <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to play basketball like Michael Jordan. Did I want to be Michael Jordan? Hell no. Michael Hell Jordan, no. Michael Jordan outside the court. No, right? Correct. Correct. And, and I've always had that attitude towards being famous and, and all that is like, I would never want to be that famous to win. I can't even walk outside without being bombarded and, and all that. It's just, it's too much. Hey, this man literally only had four places outside of his house. He only had four places to go to. That little locker room with his security guards, uh, his hotel room, um, the golf course, and I think that that might be it. Yeah, whatever uh, uh, card table he had. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say the casino. Right. But that yeah. depends on where in the casino. Like you in a in a space or room where it's just y'all but the, the high end folk. Mm-hmm. So, so ain't nobody bothering you and coming up to you. Right. Pull so many different directions, so many endorsements, this and that, and and oh yeah. Plus I gotta play basketball too. And be damn good while I'm doing it. But it seemed like it seemed like when he's on the court, and I think this is for every player. I mean whatever, you know, it, whatever hobby that you have, like you can be an artist and you can feel comfortable when you're in the booth or you can, or a person that loves to draw and you feel comfortable at home, like in your room drawing. It seemed like he was comfortable on the court, but he was also comfortable like on those private jets with the team or, you know, like I said, in the locker room with his three security guards because he got to be himself, you know? Correct. It's like when, uh, when the cameraman came into the, uh, the hotel room. He was like, damn, it was it was bad comfortable in here until y'all got here. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about the fact that like you 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 can see Scotty and like the other teammates, they would sit up there, they was kind of hesitant on like even drinking beer. But MJ at, got to the point where he was like, Man, look, y'all gonna get this. <laughs> like I drink beer. We drink beer. We drink beer all the all the goddamn time. Man, he was like after the he was like back, I guess, when he first came in, he was like, dude was drinking Cases at halftime, yeah. right, right, amongst other things, amongst other things, yeah, amongst <laughs> other things they were probably doing in the locker room. So I'm like, and that looked like, like a win. The win, that's yeah, not that looked like they won, like they won a series, like the series over. They just won, like they beat the Knicks. It's like I'm having a beer, right? Yeah. I'm like, exactly. I'm like, well, you just won a series. That's fine. Yeah, You're playing tomorrow. Was, was like, I don't give a damn. Feel me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what though? Go ahead. I think I think this is where I think this is where fans should understand that this should have this should have just eliminated the whole, you know, Braun slash Kobe slash Jordan thing is because I blame I've always blamed the media. I've always tweeted out the media wins again. Uh, because they paint this picture. I actually like the asshole Michael Jordan than anything. I don't like the McDonald's Michael Jordan or the Space Jam Michael Jordan because I know that's not the real one. And when yeah, he came out and said, and when he came out and said, "Yo, um, I'm not. I don't. I'm not voting for nobody." 
I'm not endorsing nobody. You know what I'm saying? Man. He didn't want to, he didn't want to lose it. He didn't want to, you know, take the chance of losing his endorsements. And he has that, he has that right. And that's where the comparisons come from because when you look at your favorite player or when you look at the, the best player of all time, we paint this perfect picture of them. And so as soon as you see Michael Jordan cuss, it's like, oh shit. Oh yeah. I mean, I had, you know, I went in here taking them notes. I had to pause the episode, like, let me write this down and then come back. But he had, there were two big quotes from that episode. One was his where he was like, if I had a chance to do it all over again, I'd never want to be considered a role model. It's like right. a game that's stacked against me. I could never win. Tired of being on the pedestal with people taking shots who don't know you as a person. Mm. I was like, I mean, pretty, yeah. I mean, get hit with Barkley. Barkley, like, I'm not a role model. Bar- George- I was just about to say that. Barkley got ahead of me real quick. Yeah. He said, I'm not a role model. Because it, it when him explain that, it's like you do see it. It's like I'm all about performing on the court. That's what I want to do. It's just ball on the court. That's all my all my focus is on is on right here. Everybody else creates the like, hey, you know, we hyping them up. You That's know? media. Right. I said media paints the picture and they basically they force you to be a role model. In a sense, yeah, where yeah, or they yeah. try to force that onto you when you can be, when you can say, I, like Barkley said, I'm not a role model. Your children don't need to necessarily follow my lead. <laughs> well, if I'm not mistaken, when these when these cats get drafted, you know they have a PR team set around them. Uh, the 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 thing is a PR team. So as soon as you trip, that's when they're supposed to be right there to clean it up. You know what I mean? And sometimes you don't hire the best, you know, the best one. Shout out to AB. But um, they hired this team to, you know, to 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 write up those perfect uh, statements or those perfect opinions and things like that. That's why I'm not sure. I'm not sure how MJ would have done in this era um, as far as uh, Twitter. Because I don't see him, I honestly don't see him tweeting a lot unless, you know, he was in the same generation or in the same class as maybe a Kobe or something like that. Because we know that that relationship right there. And boy, I ain't gonna lie to you. That was tough seeing Kobe on the screen for a minute. Yeah, man. Uh, it was. That was, that was, that was real tough. Um, that was not hard to watch, but I was, I was actually, I smiled through all that. I, I was happy and I was, I was glad to see Kobe. You know, glad to see him kind of giving that talk. It it was it was really cool to see the you know you you hear and you know, but it was nice to hear it come from Kobe's mouth mentioning how Jordan was a big brother to him. And honestly, I loved seeing Jordan talk shit about Kobe in the locker room. Oh, that was awesome! Yeah. I think he because because honestly, the way he talked, you were like, bro, you're talking about yourself. Yeah, because that was you when you were Kobe's age. Yeah. Where they faced you out of the All Star game, you because you said, always want to take everything one on one. I was like, Jordan is talking to himself. <laughs> he said, "The little Laker boys is going to try to play one on one." Like any shot he gonna get, he gonna take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was a great one. Um, I know we talked about it, so I do want to bring that Republicans buy sneakers. The other quote, the other best quote I had to write down was from Barack. And it, coming from Barack Obama, it just, it, it hit even more. Uh, 
Where is he? What does he put on here? And I wrote it and I was like, damn. Oh, any African American in this society that seeks significant success has an added burden. And a lot of times America is very quick to embrace a Michael Jordan and Oprah Winfrey or Barack Obama. So long as it's understood that you don't get too controversial around broader issues of social justice. And when they played that clip, a brother basically like, he ain't Muhammad Ali, he ain't shit. Mm. I mean, I was like, damn, like that. But people at that time, he was put in that that upper echelon with Muhammad Ali in terms of being the greatest at their sport and just having that um, ability to, to, to reach millions. And the fact that he doesn't want to... He don't want to talk politics. He doesn't have to, but the fact that he's not, and I wasn't mad at him. I understand his reasons completely. And he, him doing that, I think makes it easier for everybody to do it now. I under, I understand why he did it. At the same time, the people that have a problem with it is the people that's looking for an even even playing field out you know as as far as like hard you know working class citizens they they know the influence of celebrities even now I think it's even even bigger now it's bigger now yeah it's even bigger now but they probably felt at that time like you got to look at North Carolina North Carolina and Chicago is the two places that that look towards you know, MJ as, as far as that's their savior. Yeah. So they look, they look at like for us in LA, you, y'all know saying out here, how we looked at magic, how we looked at Kobe, you know what I'm saying? How you look at Kareem. Like we looked at these, you know, Bo Jackson at one point, like we looked at these superstars and we put them on a certain pedestal. Now yeah. media has something to do with that. But I think that everything that came at MJ was so fast and and he was the first to get it. So I have to say in, in his defense, everything that he went through, I don't think anybody else has ever gone through because it didn't happen like that. Remember, Magic and Bird had brought the league back. But as far as them being like, you know, I mean, of course they held their own separately, but it seemed like it seemed like the the, the endorsement side like really put all eight chips into MJ and they ran with it. Well, it part of it was I didn't, I was too young to, to know the political side of the whole Republicans buy shoes too. So when he, when now knowing the story, knowing the history, you know, seeing the battle that was going on between this black gentleman and, and, you know, I guess this racist bigoted dude, I think that is more so what, fuel people so as the anger with Jordan is because it's like this dude you know he's racist it, it I think it might have been a little bit easier not to say easier but I think the backlash would have been a little bit less had this not had this just been some some white dude who people could get along with most people don't consider him a racist big or whatever but because this dude was clearly a racist bigoted dude <clears throat> in the south I think that's what kind of fuel people more because you're like, dude, with your endorsement, we could get rid of this racist dude. Yeah, possibly. And it, it, and possibly. And it's kind of like you didn't even try. Right. I mean, he gave, he gave brother an endorsement, but 
Right. But they would have yeah. wanted to know. We would have wanted to know back then. And I don't even remember that either. But if, if it had come out that, hey, Jordan gave a contribution to, to brother, people might have felt a little, at least a little bit different. Like, oh, okay. But I mean, Barack Obama broke it down. He was like, yeah, at the time I would have loved him to say something. And you know, and I kind of felt something the way that he didn't, but like he is just blowing up. And he's and like, I, he's still trying to figure out how to tackle all this because once you, throw your hat in that fire, you can't take it out. Okay. Once you say, I'm backing this dude, once you publicly say, I'm backing this dude, then what happens to anybody who's running in Chicago or Illinois who's black? Like, okay, well, you gave bruh help. Help me out. Yeah. That's the hard part. I mean, that's the hard I mean, part look, of politics. That's, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the hard part about, that's the cold part about politics, but that's all, that's also the cold part about being the most recognized human being on the planet. It uh, is. And, and the cold part about it is, like I said, I like the real MJ. I didn't, I didn't, I never did fall in love with the, the athlete like that. Respected them? Yes, of course. You couldn't, you couldn't do nothing. But before I was yelling Kobe, I was sticking my tongue out. I was, <laughs> But the thing is, like, I knew it was all just, it was, it was, it was media. And to see, and when I seen him, like, lay down on that couch and just, like, that's his life. Cause you don't really think about that when we think about celebrities, when we hear about celebrities buying out Disneyland. Well, they have to because they just can't walk in the crowd. You hear right. about buying out, you know, shutting down Target or something like that so they so they can walk through the Target to go buy stuff if they don't order offline or somebody has to bring it to them. But sometimes they want to get out. This guy can literally, he can't go anywhere. And then when he does go somewhere, he got to have those same security guards with him. And it's going to yep. be a mob and there's going to be cameras flicking left and right because you're the most polarizing person on the planet right now. Man, did you see, um, you see when he came, when he would come out for the media to take, and it was like, holy shit. And he, as soon as he step out, like, all right, I'm about to do this. It'd be like 400 mics in his face. Like, God, yep. damn. And, you can see, and, you, and, you, and I heard the, 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 uh, you know, one of the guards say, please, can we, can we move it this way? He's not going to run. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I just felt bad for him just for the simple fact that a lot of people, you know, they seek the fame. To, for the fortune and, and all the stuff that comes with it. I think he, just watching it, he genuinely just enjoyed playing basketball and the competitive nature of it. I, I think he would be content without all the endorsements and all that shit, personally. I think he would have been just fine without without all that shit. Because well, it, one little, there was one part that kind of been, kind of caught my attention is when he was signing his sneaker deal with Nike and basically he wanted to go with Adidas. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, damn, you can't even do what you want to do signing your endorsement deal. So it's right. like, it like he couldn't do nothing he wanted to do. And I think for him, it was like, fuck, man, I just want to, just want to play basketball. I don't, I, and because he, he, even his mom was like, look, they they just deserve a sit yeah. down. Like, like, and if, if I'm MJ, like, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah. no, right. no, that's not what I want. Right, but, but however, this is why you need them kind of people in your corner yeah who are like I, I know you don't want to do it i know just listen if and, you don't and, like it 
you you don't you can say no. Just listen, and if you don't want to, say no, and that's it. And, and to be perfectly honest, I would give my son the exact same advice. Yeah, just just, just you listen to what they have to say. Right. That's right. You went to well, to Converse. I, I, I can I can honestly say I don't know that because at the time, which which Chris was getting to, Converse was the biggest shoe out right now. You know what I'm saying? As far as brand, man. as far as as far as the brand, right? But Right now, my son in this era, he's going to say I want to sign with Nike. But if if Adidas came to me or Under Under Armour, you know what I mean? If they come to me and say, well, we, we'll offer him 300 something mil, you know, for such and such years. I'm going to say, you know, <laughs> it is it's Nike, though. But Under Armour, I get it. You will want to say, but at the same time, Nike is so... It's so huge. And for him not to pick Converse or Nike and say, I want to go to Adidas, that is a personal choice right there. Well, I was, that- I, so I was always raised to look, explore your options. So I mean, look, if, if you want to go with Nikes, you want to go with Adidas, you know, whatever, that, that's fine and dandy. But give these gentlemen the courtesy of just to sit down, listen to what they have to say, because they may offer you something that you honestly can't refuse. And even though you may want to go somewhere, like let's say you want to go to Adidas and they're offering you, man, you know, let's take today's dollars, I guess, you know, 10, 10 year deal, $100 million. And then you go over to Adidas and they're like, well, we'll give you 200 over five. You're like, um, <laughs> right. I, love, I really want to go over there, I, but I think, I think it comes down to, de- I think it comes down to details because, yeah. and it also comes down to the different, the, 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 the player because, you could tell MJ wasn't in. The, he wasn't sitting in there <laughs> and picking his shoe. They well, need that shoe and say MJ here. Himself with some smart ass people too. Right. Himself was smart businessmen who knew what the fuck they were doing. Man, David Falk was on that shit. Right. When he was. I'm trying to make it, him a. It, he had good lawyers looking at all the paperwork. Yeah. Yeah, that shit. Man, his agent. I mean, when he was like, I'm trying to. He's talking about Arthur Ashe and all these tennis stars. And it was back then. You're like, wait, this is a team sport. But he's like. He's almost since seeing what they, what David Stern is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas you marketing the player, even though it's a team sport, basketball, NBA markets its stars. Right. NFL markets the team. And so he caught on that early. I mean, yeah, Converse had every motherfucking body. Like, okay. Adidas wasn't ready. That, actually, that, that Converse commercial was awesome. Hey, Amen. Yeah. Converse, yeah, everybody was like, don't be, don't be out here rocking them, them green and white Converse. But you better get them purple gold ones. Unless it, unless you had to fit to go with it. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay, all right. Now, but, you know, so, so we, we got, we, we got to the, we got to the human part, which I respected a little bit more. Um, but, and we alluded to just like we're going to do towards the end of this episode. What you think, you know, they're going to get to next? So they did go, uh, dive into, uh, the whole, you know, not a lot. I thought I wanted more, but they did dive into, um, you know, the Lakers and the Bulls for a bit, you know, Lakers and Magic and you see Magic throughout the, um, throughout the episode. Um, and then they brought up the Knicks. So <laughs> <laughs> those, those, the, that Knicks team, man. I miss that Knicks team. I, I, I tweeted that. I really miss. I, I miss that Knicks team. Mason, Oakley, Ewing, shit. Who was that? Derek Harper. Was Derek Harper on that team? I think so. Yeah, Derek Harper running point. 
Mark Jackson was on that team too, wasn't he? I don't remember Mark Jackson on that one. Uh, not he. Or did he just go to Indiana? He might have just gone. I think he was. Yeah, I think he was in in ninety because that was ninety. That was ninety three. Ninety. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, that next team. 90, 93 when, when, uh, when what you call it was on there, right? When he threw the ball at the back of his head. Yeah, I don't think that, yeah, I don't think he was there only because, to me, I mean, if Mark Jackson was on that team with a prime, you and they, I think they would have broken through. It was yeah, always like on, he needed I don't so. think Mark Jackson was on the same team with Starks, was he? No, I think he left kind of early. Okay. I'm getting my years mixed up. No, sorry. He was yeah. on, he was on the Knicks like, Early and for like only a short period of time, which yeah, I still never understood. Yeah. But I mean, that's on the GM stuff. But ooh, that series! I was like, ooh, this is taking me back. Yeah, now ooh. that's a right. Yeah, that's 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 because that's that they don't like each other. And and New York versus Michael alone is a rivalry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was good basketball back then. Um and I wish they could have touched on Tony Kukoc a little more, because that was that was the other thing that caught my attention was was again Mike's disdain for Jerry Krause. Because <laughs> anytime Jerry Krause had like liked a player or had an interest, he's like, "All right, we we I'm destroying this nigga." Because it was like, "Oh, he likes Tony Kukoc, does he? Okay, we got something for him. Shut Every, him out." Yeah, everybody. And the nervous, it, and I can say this about Scotty because he's one of my favorite players. He want to get up there if he can't handle this game, then he definitely can't play in the NBA. <laughs> Shut up before I go get open. <laughs> yeah, and even Jordan was like, "All right, that was a little, that was a little much. Like I ain't going that far. Like I'm, a, like I'm, I'm going to use what Jay Krause is doing as fuel, but I'm not going to sit here and say the man can't play. Like I don't know this dude. Early, he was like, "Oh, he he got he likes damn early. All right." Cause it was funny, cause he was, when Jordan was like, in my mind, um, if, 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 uh, if Dan Marley plays well, people gonna put him in the echelon as me. I was like, nigga, nobody is going to put Dan Marley in the echelon, but that's his thought process. And that's what makes him such a killer, cause you're just like, dude, Dan Marley is never gonna be in the same stratosphere as you, but Jerry Krause likes him, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him. Right. He got, gotta make up lies like Shaq be doing. I gotta make, I gotta make up stuff to get myself. Even if it's a lie to get motivated. And the other thing was Barkley was such a fucking beast, bro. Oh, monster. Just watching this again. I hope people are watching. Can we please put this Draymond better <laughs> player than Barkley the rest, please? I'm like, no, he's not. Yeah. No, he's not. He is not better than Charles Barkley ever was. I don't give a damn how many rings he got. <laughs> Barkley was still 10 times better than him. Right. Come Man. on, son. And that's, I mean, he had, he was hitting threes. Yes! Back then. Running for a uh, fast break by himself, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it was like, ooh, when he, when he, when they went back to Chicago and he all windows boarded up and everything, like, all right. <laughs> Draymond has to take that shit down tight. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 when it comes to Barkley, that's not, they're not in the same discussion. Um, and knowing and knowing how important uh Robin was to two franchises, I'm not sure if he can get into that argument either. But Draymond is a special player though. He is a he is an undersized four that can play, that can handle the rod, very versatile. He's just that 
he's not as good as his as good as he is with Golden State. He yeah. would not have that same value, I believe, on any other team. But his value with Golden State is through the roof. Yeah, he if he found the right team That's and the right true. fit, right. like Golden State, he could make it work. Whereas Barkley could play in any system. Just yeah. get all. Well, Bar- yeah, Barkley's your he's the main piece. Yeah, Barkley's your number one option. Draymond is not. Draymond then, is. Then what are we talking about? Oh, and you know it ain't us. It's just, it's just cause they, they yapping. Like, oh my God. It's just cause they yapping at each other. That's well, it. Well, I mean, but this is, this is my point the whole time is that it's not, it's not just the youngsters. It's like, it's like the sports, the sports world in general, they forget about the elders. They do. You know, you know, and not even the all time greats. It's a lot of second, third option and, and bench players that was killers. You know Bro, what I mean? Ellis is one of the best shooters ever. And don't yeah. nobody. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, but the thing is, I mean, there's been so many players that has, that has come and gone through the league. It's just, you know, what have you done for me lately? And it's whatever you yeah. see now, you know, and that was my biggest issue with Braun coming into the league and they had already crowned him. You know what I mean? And I remember that, that little beat back and forth between him and Paul Pierce when Paul Pierce had his head on straight. And he's like, look, I don't know how you consider yourself the chosen one. You ain't even, you ain't won shit yet. You know? And that's the truth, though. Yeah. That's the truth. And now you fast forward. LeBron is probably one of the most dominant players that I've ever seen. Yet and still, that means that, uh, and it goes for the MJ argument. It goes for the Kobe argument. I don't, one-on-one, we already know you're an assassin. But until you put it all together and actually win, I don't really care. I don't That's- really care. I do have a question for y'all because we haven't brought up this topic yet. The um, the uh, the dream team. Mm-hmm. Do y'all think it was Isaiah specifically or his affiliation with the Pistons? Because I asked somebody this question earlier. I'm like, was the hate? Nah, I think personally because of the bad boy Pistons, and he was the face of that. No, I think personally, and uh, and again, I, I'm a, I'm a salute, I'm a salute him. And by the end of this whole series, he's gonna come out looking like the good guy. But I think MJ single handedly kept that man out of there. Mm. Yeah, I'm probably sure it was others. Now I don't think MJ said don't. Pl-. It was one of them things where it's like, did I say not do it? Did I say not to include him? No, I just said, you know what, I'm not. Well, it sounded like Magic and Bird, and the rest of them didn't want him on there either. Well, you know why Bird didn't want him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's had, some, he's had some ugly sick. battles, and I was do this think... Was it or was it... Because you know the, the bad boys pissings themselves, all of them were hated. It, so I was get it, that, but hmm. I also think it was like... Uh, when, when that, you got to have fun. Like Barkley said, you know, MJ, like we had... Magic said, like, yo, we had so much fun. The he up, they also said it would have been different if Isaiah would have been there. Cause I think the closest one to Isaiah at the time was probably Magic. And Magic, mm. but Magic is cool. Magic is cool with all your enemies. Magic yeah. is, Magic is the mediator. But because Magic is on a team and Magic is playing alongside MJ, he's playing alongside Bird, bro, you don't get along with none of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. And he, he bumped a lot of people. I mean, clearly Scotty not a fan of him. He on the team. Yeah, I just think that Jordan didn't say don't put him on, but he didn't say we need Isaiah on his team. 
And you can, we know how the stars do when the star doesn't quote unquote endorse you. Then it's like, oh, okay, well, he didn't say yes, keep him. I mean, like MJ, shit, has they had with, um, MJ, had, MJ has a record with not endorsing. Yeah, what's, people. <laughs> what's what's the thing? Like the least one with LeBron here and everybody talking about with um with Luke Walton. I uh, you know, well, did he say we need to keep Luke Walton? No. He didn't say Luke Walton oh, was a well, bad coach. And, but because he did not say keep Luke Walton, then hey, you do what you need to do. I ain't tripping. But, but that's what that's what I'm saying. We do know if Brian said because we, it can't be it can't be one side and not the other side. We can't say well Brian picks his teammates and but he doesn't pick his coach. Brian he does what he if if Brian goes to their front office and says I absolutely want to play for Luke Walton, Luke Walton is still there. LeBron James is owner, GM, coach, right. everything. You at exactly. least will give who, who who is quote unquote in in in, in MJ fan eyes. MJ is bigger than LeBron. If MJ goes in, MJ can go to the president and say. I want Isaiah Thomas on this team. He's going to be on that team, yeah. but because he didn't say that, and we are, and they know, bro, you're not going to, be, you're not getting on this team, right? It's yeah, Jordan's at really wanted Magic to speak up, right? Jordan, he was peaking. I, I do think I agree with you a little bit, Jonathan. That yeah, I think some of that is him representing this team that people don't like. That has a a a, na- a negative image about them, okay. and since this is the dream team, and so you know th- this is back to the NBA and Davis Turner always putting stars. We're like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to put something in here that may not make this flow as easy as it is. You know, do they? Do we need Isaiah Thomas on the team? Well, clearly not, because right. they was blowing everybody out. No, but I mean, do I think he got shouted? Yeah. He should have been. He should have been on. They didn't need no damn college player. I'm sorry, they didn't. <laughs> hey, look, I, Christian Lader, no love. As much as I hate dude, Christian Lader, that it's Christian a is, he's a college god. We know that. Yeah. As far as the NBA, you know, he didn't. He no. didn't live up. He didn't live up to his his college uh, glory days, bro. Yeah, he was. You know, at the time, he was in college, right? Yeah, because yeah. they wanted. I think. I think it was just because of the transition. And they wanted to have at least one quote unquote. I'm like, did he play? Like, they, did he, had, they had Malone and um and and Barkley. What do you need him for? I mean, <laughs> if you look at it, what they had, they had uh, Magic and Stockton at point, Jordan yeah. Drexler at two, Bird Pippen at three, Malone mm-hmm. Barkley at four, and then you went in and Robinson at five, yeah, and then you throw in, and, and then you got um Chris Mullen. <laughs> Cause yeah. Bird is, cause Bird is getting old. He ain't gonna play much. And he's yeah. like, alright, we got one spot left. You could have put Isaiah yeah. there. Could have. But. He, he could take Chris Mullen. And then don't get me wrong. I would take Chris Mullen over a lot of cats. I'm not sure if I'm taking Chris Mullen over, uh, Zeke. I'm not sure. No, about in that. terms of. I'm taking Stockton over Zeke though. Yeah, in terms of, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, in terms of player, like who's the better player? Isaiah is. But Either. knowing that Bird was pretty much on his, Bird was hurt most of that, that period. And I think they were like, look, well, Bird ain't going to one, he ain't going to be playing, but like five minutes. So we yeah. do need somebody else at the three. You know, you get a guy who can spread the floor and Chris Mullen, who, you know, with all them bigs and all them scores, I mean, you, you know, you still need to spread the floor. Yeah. So the truth. 
to jump back on topic of what we think is going to come next episode, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they will focus on um, him going into baseball. Okay. Um, playing, playing that sorry ass. Oh my God, he was so bad. <clears throat> I think they'll go, they'll dive into him playing baseball. I think they'll, they'll, um, they'll dive into Space Jam. Okay. Mm. Uh, um, I think they're going to dive into the, uh, no, I'll let you finish my bad. I got, I got, I got, I got a curveball. And just player wise, just cause they always keep bringing, it seems like they're at least bringing players up. At least I hope they bring up Ron Harper and finally give him some shine, show his backstory, show where he was with the Cleveland and show where he was with the Clippers and, you know, Give me some, cause I'm like, I'm no like, goddamn Bill Winnington. <laughs> Ron Harper, he he jokes when he's on camera, so I want to hear more of Ron Harper talk. So that's right. All right, before I share about uh my thoughts for next, you know, one thing I know we I don't think we did talk about with mm. this, and this was the gambling. Mm. And I wondered, I had put on this note the last episode, and I was like, I wonder if they're gonna delve into his gambling, quote unquote, addiction. Man, you would think, I mean, this reminded me of seeing the clip where Oprah was asking Rodman about his sexuality. I mean, it was like, are you addicted to gambling? No. Are you addicted to gambling? No. I don't get, I don't gamble like that. It's fine. Are you addicted to gambling? Like, God damn, he done told you. I will say this. Personally, I do think he's addicted to gambling, but I think it's fueled by his competition. Yes. His, com- his competitive side. And I don't have a problem with it. I don't care. Get the money to gamble. To, to me, that's not a gambling problem. That's a that's a competitive problem. Because it's it's different where you're like, I'm so hell bent on winning. I'm not stopping till I I win. Well, As opposed to just I just have no compulsion. I have to keep gambling. Yeah. I don't care if it's this game, this game, this game, this game, or this game. It doesn't matter. Whereas Jordan also. Well, people like this, he had so much money, it wasn't like he was going broke. It that's, was like that's bro, true. But you, you got to ask yourself. He he was he was born with this. I, I ain't gonna necessarily say he was born, but he damn sure had it at a young age to where he was competitive. Yeah. But if he didn't have that money, will he still have that competitiveness in gambling? Yes. I I think Jordan was smart. I think he was smart enough to where if he couldn't. Afford I don't think he was dumb enough to gamble himself broke. I don't think if he didn't have this money and all this, he would just be gambling and gambling and gambling. Cause what, what, once you get to, once you keep losing, eventually you ain't got nothing left to gamble. So mm-hmm. I think because he had all that money, he was like, ah, I can, you know, I can, I can afford a few, few bucks, a few stacks, whatever. And, and he had a good time. And you saw, and we saw when he was playing fucking coins with his, with, with the security in, in the bulls room. <laughs> He came back and was like, no, nah, we going again. It's like, he can't help himself. Yeah, he's, he's got to. Right. He's, he's a dude who's like, if he loses, he's going to be like, all right, double or nothing. Now, he won't be that person where he's like, oh, shit, now he owed a damn, he owed a mob money. But I do think because he is, like you said, he's very competitive. He found the two, the couple things that he likes and that he's competitive. Because, I mean, he, we've, he said he's lost, you know, golf matches before and he's lost money. I mean, yeah, that shit come out about that dude that was like, that got busted and he had to go to trial. And I think it was like 57,000 or some big money. He was like, yeah, I owed it to him. And you like, you know, for all of us, we're like, you owe somebody 50 grand, you know, but Jordan, he like, yeah, I lost it. And then, you know, I'll come back and make it up later. But yeah, I don't think he would have been like, oh, now I got to sell my house because I didn't mortgage the house gambling. 
he'd be playing, he'd probably be where, um, Luke Longley and them dudes playing all the dollar money because they ain't got no money. Or be, he'd be the dude that just be losing. He'd be like, damn, Jordan be killing on the court, but hey, we'd be taking that money. And he just, he'll lose and be mad about gambling and then take it out on whoever team he playing the next day. Yeah. But so, yeah, I, so, so so what you got next for for the next couple of episodes? The one that is because I did a little looking, you know, because I try to leak it. It seems like they're going to talk about how Jordan was with his teammates and how because it sounds like they're going to get into that him punching Steve Kerr. I guess they're going to talk about it and sound like the the. The director, the guy who put it together, was like he was surprised there was information that Jordan decided to leave in there. Like I guess they go real deep on this on this fight and mm-hmm. how much his how much his relationship with his teammates and how difficult he was as a teammate. And it seems right. to be how difficult he also and I guess in the other episodes how difficult he was as an opponent. But yeah, I do think we're we're at the point now where he's he's burnt out. So we're going to show, I, I would assume then that, you know, maybe they get into his, his father being killed. Um, mm. since it was around this time period. Since we know, I think 93 was the last championship his father saw him win. So they may get into that, which that's, that's going to be heavy. And that's going to hurt. And that's where I was going to go. I, when I found out that he had, you know, that he was a part of putting together the doc, I'm like, the two things that they, that he might, you know, leave out, he definitely might leave out is that the, the gambling being, if the gambling was tied to, you know, his father's death and then mm. his divorce and then his divorce. I think even though his divorce played that, I mean, cause he, he's Michael Jordan. We all knew about that divorce. Um, million. Yeah. Mm. And he house. might, he might leave. He might leave that out, but right. then after I saw the last, you know, when I watched the last couple of episodes, I'm like, yo, they're showing his human side to where he's getting frustrated by not being able to do regular things. And we might see some of that. I don't know if he's going to go into detail, but I, uh, you know, just listening to y'all, I think, you know, they're definitely going to, they have to bring up the baseball. They have to bring up Space Jam because those were two very important like time periods. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, and, and I don't they're going to bring up his father's death and I don't but I don't think he's going to I don't I don't I don't think he should, for one, uh bring up the whole if you know, if the gambling was tied into it. Uh but yeah. they God they have to mention but they have to mention a divorce. He yeah. he'll probably won't go into detail on, you know, what necessarily happen and so on and so forth. Yeah. I think they'll bring up that his father got killed, got robbed and killed. And then I think they'll just leave it there. And then just his reaction and everybody's reaction to that. I don't think they'll get into the why and how of it. Yeah. You, you know, one thing that I see, um, that there has been complaints about how they structured these um, these episodes are how they, you know, go to the future, then they come back, back and forth. But if you really pay attention, they built the timeline, and in between they go back and forth. It makes perfect sense to me. 
I get mm-hmm. it. I, I would, I would like to see, but I ain't gonna lie to you. It would be kind of boring to me personally just to see it drawn out that, you know, that way. I like the way you're doing it where the base of it is a timeline and then in between they go back and forth because it's showing just like, just like with the dream team, you know what I'm saying? And then they, you know, they tied in with the, uh, you know, with, with, with the Bulls beating the Lakers and stuff like that. All of that has something to do with magic. So you, you can see the relationship between him and Magic, and you can also see a timeline of the end of Magic's career into being an, an, an announcer. So it's yep. like you just got to pay attention to the, like the small, the small mm. timeline inside the main story. Right. You know that's why I think that's why they go back and forth. But everything is everything is lining up to me. You know. Oh, it, it is. I love how they, I love how they put it together. Just when you start getting like a month or two into the '98 season, it's like, all right, well, let's go back and why yep. is something something relevant? Because I do yeah. think, John, I do think if we're going to get into the period where he plays baseball, that does mean you will get more of Tony Kukoc now that he's been established in the story. Thank God, and you're gonna get more Scotty leading the team. Yep, and all and all of that friction. Now, do you think, and I guess, I mean, I guess we could wait because we have four episodes left, but seeing how, seeing how, uh, the timeline is going, um, I, well, I guess we can wait till the next episode when we talk about it on your, on y'all show. But yeah, I, I think the one thing that I'm mostly looking forward to is to see if they do touch on his divorce because I want to see how, I want to see how much of the human side we get of MJ. Yeah, because we've only seen, in terms of him and his personal life, we've seen what I think his kids came with him to France. His two of his sons came with him to France. Yes, and that's and you see his parents. That's it. So we don't know. We haven't gotten any information on Juanita or him getting married or any of that stuff. Right. Maybe with the father, they will bring that. Up, hopefully. I mean, if yeah, if they're showing all his like his bad sides and the stuff he's had to deal with and his, you know, all the negatives, and I would think that would come out too. Maybe he admits that he wasn't the best husband. Mm-hmm. But I remember that deal. Yeah, I was like, uh-huh. wow. Pay me my money. <laughs> yeah, cash <laughs> out. <laughs> all right. Wild. Well, you know. I'm looking forward to, uh, so what this is about to be seven and eight. eight. Yep, seven and eight. Seven and eight. Seven and eight. Looking forward to seven and eight. And of course, uh, we will talk about seven and eight on you guys' platform. Yep, on the Brothers Layman Sports Area Hour. So let them, and with that, with that being said, let them know where they can find you and when that episode will be dropped because that's going to be a spicy one. Oh, it's probably going to be. Um, it'll probably be out next Thursday or Friday. Hopefully, uh, sooner than that. Um, but yeah, it'll be on, uh, under the Black Is Network show, the Brothers Lamb Sports Happy Hour. Find, uh, Open Run. You can find us there. Yes, sir. And of course, on Twitter, at Brothers Layman. Yes, sir. Dale, you gonna close this out? Oh, hey, I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and leave them five star reviews for BTG. If you really, really enjoyed the show, go ahead and tell all your loved ones. Tell your mamas, daddies, sisters, brothers, cousins, aunties, uncles, nieces, nephews. Tell your dogs, cats, chickens, ducks, roosters. 
Uh, let's see. Tell the dream team. Tell, uh, Arthur Ashe. May God rest his soul. Tell, uh, mm. <laughs> tell Scott Burrell. He just keeps popping up. I don't know why. <laughs> tell, uh, tell the media. Hey, tell Sam Smith. Tell everybody about the Brothers Lame Sports Happy Hour. Where it goes. Oh, excuse me. Tell everybody about Open Run with BTG. Joined by the Brothers Lame, where we're giving it to you strong and it goes down smooth. <laughs> And the door is just closed, goddammit. <laughs>